0: and prepare to be inspired and awakened to the amazing treasures that you already possess. This is truth that you can handle. Hey everybody, Paul Gray here. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Grace to All. Last week, we talked some about what the Apostle Paul said very famous verse in Philippians chapter 4, where he said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Well, I've been thinking, what was it that enabled Paul to do all things through Christ? Now, obviously, it was Christ that was doing all the things. But what happened that gave Paul the realization that he could do all things through Christ. Hmm. I think it had everything to do with relocation. Relocation. Today, I'm going to recap just a few verses that we started with a few weeks ago before I got off onto some different things. Coming back to it now, we're going to look at this. This is Colossians chapter 3. The New King James says it this way Since you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Now, Paul wrote a companion passage for that to the church in Ephesus, and by extension to us, in Ephesians 2, verses 4 to 7. Paul said this God, being rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our wrongdoings, made us alive together with Christ, by grace you have been saved, and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the ages to come, He might show the boundless riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. That's a passage that really got me to thinking and started my paradigm shift some years ago. I was on staff. I was a worship minister and evangelism pastor at a church that believed much differently than I do today. And my pastor was really into scripture memory. And one of the chapters that he asked me to memorize was Ephesians 2. So I memorized it. And then I started asking questions. What does it mean we were raised up with Christ and past tense and seated with him in the heavenly places? What does that mean? You know the answer that I got? Crickets. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know what that means. All right. I've got some things for us to think about today. This says, both Colossians 3 and Ephesians 2, that we were raised with Christ. When did that happen? Well, it happened at the cross. And Jesus finished work at the cross when Jesus died. We died with him. He raised from the dead. We were raised with him. He ascended, and we ascended with him. 2,000 years ago, we were raised with Christ and seated with Christ in the heavenly realms in the presence of God at the right hand of God. Now, where is that actually? I'm not giving you any depth to what I just said there. That's just the, the veneer. It's true, but that's just the veneer. Where actually is it that we have been raised to? Well, we've been raised to the heavenly places. Where are the heavenly places? See, the whole construct of religion, whatever religion it is, is based on separation. God is out there somewhere, whether it's the Jewish God, Yahweh, whether it's any other God of any other religion. God is out there somewhere. We are here. We are separated. And we have to try to do things to gain God's favor. That's not the gospel. The heavenly places is not somewhere out there, up there, where God is. The heavenly places are in us. In us. Christ in you, the hope of glory. The unseen realm that Paul talked about often. The kingdom of God, Jesus said to people who didn't believe in him, is in you. Heaven is in you. Heaven is not somewhere out there. It's not somewhere that we get to go to if we're good and don't mess up too much. No, it's already here, and it's in us. Most of us don't know that. We don't have any concept of that. Those of us who do know that, who do have a concept of that, it's going to take all the ages, as Paul said in Ephesians 2, all the ages to come. For us to realize what are the boundless riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus that he's pouring out on us now. We can do all things through Christ who strengthened us when we understand that our location is not in this earth suit, but it's actually already in Christ, in Christ, in the heavenly realms which are in us. Now, what's God doing? now that we're raised with Christ sitting next to God. What is he doing? He's showing us the boundless riches of his grace and kindness towards us. Kindness, the biblical sense of the word kindness, the Greek word is love in action, meeting the specific need of the hour. It's goodness. It's goodness in action, meeting the specific need of the hour, whatever it is we need. See, grace is our message. But love is how we convey it. Kindness is love in action, meeting the specific need of the hour. All right, we're going to go on into Colossians 3, verse 2. Paul says, set your mind on things above, not up in heaven somewhere, but a higher elevation, a higher vibration, understanding the kingdom of God is in us, the unseen realm. Set our minds there, not on the things on earth, For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. You died 2,000 years ago. And now your life, your new life, the new you, the new creation is hidden with Christ in God. Passion says it this way. Christ's resurrection is your resurrection too. That is why we are to yearn for all that is above For that's where Christ sits enthroned in the place of all power, honor, and authority. Where does Christ sit enthroned at the place of all power, honor, and authority? In you. You are the temple of God. The kingdom of God is in you. Christ is in you. Christ sits enthroned at the place of all power, honor, and authority in you right now goes on to say, yes, feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm and fill your thoughts with heavenly realities. How can you fill your thoughts with heavenly realities? It's just, if it's somewhere out there, up there, and we don't know what it is. You can fill your thoughts with heavenly realities when you know that heaven, the kingdom of God, is in you right now. Fill your thoughts with heavenly realities and not with the distractions of the natural realm. All right, what comes from above? You know, fill your thoughts with what's above, what comes from above? Look at what James wrote, James 117, this New American Standard. "Every good thing given and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of Lights with whom there is no variation or shifting shadow. Every good thing Comes from God who is in you right now. The message says it this way Without exception, God's gifts are only good. Its perfection cannot be flawed. They come from above, where we originate from, proceeding like light rays from its source, the Father of lights, with whom there is no distortion or even a shadow of shifting to obstruct or interpret the light or any hint of a hidden agenda. The principle of a gift puts reward language out of business. The word analthan means from above. It does not mean born again as we've been taught. It means born from above. The father's resolve, John says, stands in total contrast to the perverted passions of sin, or missing the mark of who God is, claiming its illegitimate parenthood in mankind. That's the better translation of John 3, 3, which we say you must be born again. First John 1, 5. You know this because I talk about it all the time. It's where I get the name of my course, Pure Light Walker. First John 1, 5. This is the essence, John said, who knew Jesus better than anybody here on earth. He says, this is the essence of the life-giving message we heard Jesus share, and it's still ringing in our ears. We now repeat his words to you. God is pure light. You will never find even a trace of darkness in God. All right. Pure light, all of heaven, everything that's in heaven is in you right now. Verse 3, your crucifixion with Christ, Colossians 3, has severed the tie of this life, and now your true life is hidden away in God, in Christ. There's so much in that verse that... You know what? <laughs> well, we'll never explore it all. Your crucifixion with Christ, which Paul tells us very clearly happened at the cross, our crucifixion with Christ has severed our tie to this life, to the earthly realm, the earthly life. Yeah, we're still here, we're still in the world, but that's not our life. That's not where our life comes from. That's not what our life is. Now he says, Your true life is hidden away. In God, in Christ. Christ is your life. What does that mean? Christ is your life. See, when we live our life, ourself, or at least we think it's ourself, it's not, we might ask Christ to help us fix something or do something or make something work or get us out of a jam. And if that's actually his idea to begin with, he'll do it, of course. If not, if that's just our thinking on our own, he might not do that. He might not help us with it, but he is with us and he will ultimately work out our poor choices for all good, but it'll be hard for us in the meantime. When Christ is your life, you do what he asks you to do and say, and he will do whatever it is he asks you to do and say as you, and you'll see and enjoy how good it is and it'll be easy. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you because the all things that you're doing are the things that Christ asks you to do and say, and Christ is in you, and he is strengthening you and doing it as you. Whoa. Now, when we go back to the beginning of humankind, whether it was an actual person or this means mankind in general or whatever, it doesn't make any difference. Adam thought God was mad at him, And Adam hid himself, as if you can hide from God. Adam hid himself. On the other hand, the other end of the spectrum, God hid. What what did God hide? God hid you and me in Christ in himself. God hid us there. That's where we are. Our life, according to your book, our life is hidden in God, in Christ. He hid you in God, in Christ, Christ in you. That's where you are. You are hidden. Who are you hidden from? You're hidden from anyone and anything who wants to steal your identity and kill and destroy you, including yourself. Jesus said in John ten ten, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But he said, not me. I come to give you abundant life, eternal life, the life of the ages. You have been hidden, Paul said, past tense, in Christ, in God, in the heavenly realms. That's where you are. It's in you. And no one, not even yourself with your supposed free will, can unhide you. (laughs) All right, how can you actually set your mind on things above where all good things are? Colossians 3 verse 4, Paul says, the unveiling of Christ as defining our lives immediately implies that what is evident in Christ is equally mirrored in you. The exact life on exhibit in Christ is now repeated in us. We are included in the same bliss and joined oneness with him, just as his life reveals you, your life reveals him. Francois de Toit, the translator, says this verse was often translated to, again, delay the revelation of Christ to a future event. But he says, no, the word, the Greek word is otan, O-T-A-N, is often translated when, When it really means every time, thus what Paul is actually saying here is every time Christ is revealed, we are being co-revealed in his glory. It's an action that is repeated. Paul is declaring our joint glorification in Christ. We are co-revealed in the same bliss. In him, we live and move and have our being. In us, he lives and moves and has his being. That's what Paul told the non-believers in Acts 17. Passion says it this way, Colossians 3, 4. As Christ himself is seen for who he really is, who you really are will also be revealed. For you are now one with him in his glory. Man, you are one with Christ in his glory. And Jesus tells us in the Last Supper discourse in John 13 to 17, he says, I have given you my glory. You have his glory. Where is his glory? It's in you. Christ in you, the hope of glory. The exact life on exhibit in Christ is now repeated in us. We are included in the same bliss and joint oneness with him just as his life reveals you. Your life reveals him. That is absolutely amazing. I'm so excited about this stuff. I wish I could proclaim it and convey it more clearly. God is helping me do that. I think I'm just really starting on this journey of really comprehending it myself and then being able to clearly convey what this truth is. And it's so absolutely different than the lies that we've been taught before. All religions based on the lie of separation, every religion. Every religion is based on a lie of separation, including the Christian religion. God, however, the only true God, Papa, Jesus, Grace, the only true God, has never, ever been separated with us. When they created us, they created us in Christ. We have always been one with God. There has never, ever been any, any, any separation. That's totally different than the lie of religion. And when you get that basic fundamental understanding that separation is a lie, that changes everything. I mean, wouldn't it change everything to know that you've never been separated from God? In fact, your life is hidden with Christ, hidden in God, Christ in you, the hope of glory, and it always has been. Wouldn't that blow your mind to realize that everything you had been taught in religion about separation is a lie. And you know what? Western Christianity has exported that lie via missionaries to other continents and other countries and propagated it, of course, on the native Americans who were here before we came now has anything good come from that? Well, of course. People who'd never heard about Jesus heard about Jesus. They heard about God's love in a perverted way. They were taught things about God that aren't true. And, of course, there are principles in Scripture that help us for daily life. So it hasn't been a total failure, but it certainly hasn't been the truth either. You can learn good things from the Elks Club or any other fraternity or sorority whatever, you know, that give you good principles for life and things like that and teach you right and wrong and stuff like that. Only real truth, only Christ in you, the hope of glory, that only comes from God himself, from Christ in you, the hope of glory. We're going to continue with this. Again, I'm so excited about it, I can hardly sit still. My legs are just going up and down right now. You can't see that, fortunately. But we're going to keep going on this journey together, and the Holy Spirit grace in us is going to continue to reveal more and more to us. And as Paul said in this passage we just looked at in Ephesians 2, in the ages to come, God's going to continue to reveal His grace to us for our benefit, and then we get the privilege of partnering with Him to share this with everybody we're with. Hey, thanks everybody. Love you all. Appreciate you being with me. See you next time. in Grace to All with Paul Gray. Thank you for listening to Grace to All. For more about us, how we can serve you, and our special guest, please visit www.gracewithpaulgray.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode, and to join our Facebook group, Grace to All where you'll be inspired and awakened to more truth that you can handle.